Chairshot Podcast is back at its regularly scheduled time. That's right, we do have one. Uh, we're here on a Sunday evening, a miserable Sunday evening here in Ireland. It's pissing it down, as we like to say. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Barry Murphy, joined as always by, first of all, Mr. Paul Griffin. Hi. And also, Mr. Joe Towney Towner. Hey, Barry. We're off to a great start um, this week, lads. Paul was having technical issues there at the beginning, but also I couldn't find my headset for about 15 minutes before the show started. So I, I, picked, my, I picked my headset up and I, I put it on the bed, but I was like, where's the microphone? Because like, the, the microphone comes away. You can just use it as a regular set of headphones if you want. Mm-hmm. And I was searching high and low, and I'm in this tiny new room that I moved into in this apartment. Like, well, this isn't a big place, and I only have about three drawers it could be in. Like, where is it? Where is it? And after about 15 minutes, I picked up the headset and it was there. It was plugged into the headset as it should be. Um, so that was good. So I'm having I'm having a good day. Off to a good old start here, the old CSP. Um, so we've got more, you know, we, we've got it all working now. We, we've banged everything out. We figured it out. Um, and we have a quality show coming up this week. We've got Life Guff. We've got a bit of TV, a bit of video games. We've got some wrestling to discuss. Let's remember wrestling. No. Used, used, to air on like, used to air on like Sky One. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Um, Undertaker. Undertaker. Yeah. Uh, Bret Hart. Uh, the Rock. Um, Kane. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon. Oh, if you like Shane McMahon. I assume, I assume they're all retired by now. All that long. They won't <laughs> still be wrestling, will they? I have some good news for Ooh. you. I assume, I assume Big Show died years ago. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That, that, that thing in his head that made him big got him eventually, you know. Um, no. no, he's still with us. Um, and I can assure you that the most athletic of those names you listed, Shane McMahon, is still wrestling. Kane and Mankind still around? Uh, Yeah, it's having cage matches every single week Mm. on the the old Monday Night Raw. Um, So, yeah. So, yeah, we got all that to talk about. Uh, uh, You know, the funny is we'll we'll, we'll check if we got... I actually don't think I have any emails, and I don't think I've had any for a while. Mm. Um, Maybe it's broken, but I didn't know. Or or no one cares, you know. Um, Alternatively, yeah. Uh, so there, that that is always an option. Um, so, Paul, do you all settled in after your move? I'm uh, getting there. All right, getting yeah. there. Yeah, I was up in up in the attic all day today. Oh, I putting boxes away and yes, yeah, looking at stuff that we kind of accumulated but really don't need, or at least don't need now. So we yeah. Do you uh, uh, discover any kind of old enchanted chests full of things that used to be owned by the last family before they got murdered? Or Dead bodies. Dolls, you know? No. Not, not no. out of the uh, ordinary, unfortunately. What The thing about attics, though, because when I was a kid, it was like the most exciting thing in the world, going up the attic. Because the attic is like, number one, old lost toys go up there. Yeah. So I'd be like, oh, Jesus, me, te- me Technodrome from back in the day. Um, But also what the attic meant was like old comics, because all my beanos and stuff, after I read them, they go up the attic. So you'd find them and take them back down. <laughs> <laughs> just your mom just snatches it out of your hand the second you finish the last page. <laughs> up into the attic, to the beano hole. <laughs> Never to be looked at again. No, I've... I've um, 
So while I was putting stuff there, I was having a snoop about a big bag full of old Power Slam magazines. Um, nice. From years gone. I don't, I don't know what year they'd be from, but obviously I started collecting them in like 2004. So mm. I, I've the, the odd issue from before then, but that's when I started properly getting everyone. So I'd say they're probably from about that time. Um, but yeah, the other thing about the attic is it's a lot smaller uh, and a lot more cramped than I remember. Like when I was a kid, going up to the attic seemed like this huge cavernous space. Yeah. But you, you, I, I barely fit up there now. Where's that? I have to. <laughs> I <have> to <laughs> what cr- happened in the intervening years? <laughs> I had to kind of crouch to get around, and yeah, it was very comfortable. So. I was all hyped up mm. for it, and then when I actually got up there, I was like, oh, this isn't that good. Also, I came out of it all itchy, and I had to have a shower. Oh, yeah, lots of uh, insulation up there as well. Lots of insulation up there, so I got it Fibre-loss. all over me. Mm. So I'm still actually, I don't feel like I need to scratch, but I do feel a little bit itchy, like I've been like I've been around fiberglass and all that stuff. So. Mm. Mm. Otherwise, an uneventful week. It's really all of it up to his taking care of that um obviously i just posted on uh, obviously i just posted on facebook and twitter my little uh setup my little tv setup that i set up today we have um super mm. Ni- super nintendo n64 gamecube slash wii because the wii plays gamecube games anyway so i'm not gonna have the gamecube actually like actually. uh mm. wii, wii u switch Skybox and PS4. All set up, all working. Nice. Uh, sorry, scratch you're that. Gonna, the, you're going to post that on Reddit? <laughs> <laughs> so you built it all yourself? To build the cabinet? Well, I didn't build the cabinet, so that would be a lie. Yeah, oh, they're all, it all fucking is on Reddit, isn't it? <laughs> all built this cabinet myself. The one thing I'm missing, the one thing is a power cable for the N64. Which I don't have, but I'm sure I can get one on Amazon pretty, you know, handily. Because we were playing a little bit of Super Nintendo there yesterday, Mario Kart. Yeah. Uh, as far as you know, emulators and all that, nothing feels as good as playing it on the Super Nintendo Classic. Of course. And then we're playing a bit of uh, GameCube today, playing a bit of Double Dash on the Wii. Nice. That's nice as well. I was going through my old, my old GameCube memory cards and seeing what was on them and. Oh, F zero on this one. Oh, Animal Crossing on this one over here. Fun times. Mm. You got enough. You got enough uh, HDMI cables. What 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 requires one? I guess it's only the PS four and the Switch. Uh, PS four, Switch, and Wii U and the Skybox. All okay. use HDMI now. In fairness, do they all fit in there? Uh, the TV only has two HDMI ports. So right now, I have it set up for. PS4 and Skybox because they're, they're the two that I would use the most. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, it's fairly handy to access the back of the TV if I need to swap. Like, I have enough cables, so all, it's just cables yeah. swap, swapping them around the back. Yeah, I, I, it's one thing I like about my new place is that my the back of my TV is way easier to get at. So, um, I have the, the PS4 and the Chromecast occupying my, my two the two slots there. Um, but I, what I did is I just taped the Switch and the PS4 cables together so that they're right by each other. So it's a two-second job. Just plug it in, plug it out. But honestly, I, I, I don't know if we actually talked about it. I never use the Switch on the TV. No, um, that's the thing. I don't really plan on using it on the TV very much now. I, 
purely just to see what it was like. I, I like earlier in the week, I docked it and played a bit of Zelda with the Pro Controller, which, by the way, uh, <laughs> it's a great controller, but it doesn't feel like it was worth the money considering how little I use it uh, uh, docked the Pro Controller. That is, but it looks nice and all that jazz. But it's just like, yeah, I like, I like, like literally lying on my side in bed at whatever stupid awkward angle i want to sit at and playing it like that um and obviously i've talked about how i use it so much on the bus so i i, I never dock it but hey, look that's the that's the joy of it that's the, i think uh, it's for me it's more of a case of just that's where it goes now like that's kind of its sitting place for like the charging yeah. and uh dock. dock and all that yeah whether or not i'll actually play it docked um i, I don't think so Although it is obviously then great for, for multiplayer. I, uh, last night, um, I had a, a night in with the lads and we played uh, Mario Kart. And, you know, it was tremendous, obviously, having it on the, uh, on the telly. Um, but, yeah, that is, a, that is a cool looking setup there. And uh, you've obviously got the right idea with the old consoles. Because I'm wondering if there will ever be a virtual console type thing on Switch. Really, it really doesn't seem like they're in any hurry to put it on there. So. Well, this was all kind of kicked off yesterday. Because my, my friend has been looking to get rid of his super nintendo for like the longest time and he was saying oh i'm gonna sell that trade i said oh, give it give it to me I'll, I'll i'll put it to use so that's actually not my original super nintendo although I, I do have still my one um but i think my one probably has more wear and tear more miles on the clock than his one so his, his is you know the fresher in inverted quotes uh snes um but the great thing about those old games like super nintendo n64 is of course the save data is on the cart not on the system so even though i'm using his nes or his snes i'm putting my old games in and my my old saves are on there it's it's brilliant so yeah we have two two snes controllers two n64 controllers two gamecube controllers although in fairness of all the controllers that i have the gamecube controllers are the one that have kind of degraded over time the worst like the the left analog stick is real like like it's melted or something it's it's sticky to touch like it's not very nice whereas the n64 and super nintendo ones still work pretty well interesting yeah so uh if you actually so like have you played anything new on those by the way other than the old stuff they new games recently and your old setup? Um, well, I have, but it's kind of cheating to extend. I've played a PS4 game <laughs> this week. Uh, mm. Played a game called Titan Souls. Have you played that yourself? Uh, no, but I have it. Yeah, I've heard of good things. Yeah, really, really fun. Um, it's mm. I've, I've not played it for a lot. It's not a very long game. Um, I've played... I'd say probably about halfway through it. Um... It's obviously very like reminiscent of like Link to the Past and games of that kind of style. In that it's a top-down exploration game um, that's very heavily based around <laughs> boss battles, like almost exclusively boss battles. And the boss battles are very reminiscent of your uh, your Zelda's. Like if anyone who's played Link to the Past, it's very similar to the boss battles in that game. With the caveat of uh, you can only take one hit or you die. But also the boss can only take one hit to kill. So it's about, you know, trial and error insofar as finding out the strategy to beat the boss. 
and then it's about kind of the skill and precision of actually getting that one hit in before you get hit and um Mm-mm. it's a difficult game but it's uh it's very satisfying when you do get the uh do get the win yeah it looks it looks neat um i've seen i think i've watched like one of the ba- the boss battles in there and i was like okay that looks cool it is cool uh, it's kind of a it's kind of in the um the 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 endless sort of PS Plus stack. Yeah, well, uh, uh, especially was, since it's it free, hard. makes it even kind of <laughs> all the better. Because yeah. I got I got it as a PS Plus game as well. It wouldn't be a game that would kind of have caught my eye. No, like no, I I don't know that anybody who's mentioned ever to me, oh Titan Souls, uh, as like a recommendation. But it's definitely a lot of fun, and it definitely is something that's that is very kind of. Easy to pick up and play for you know ten minutes and then put down again. Yeah. Sometimes with, when the bosses are particularly kind of frustrating, sometimes you do just need to put it down and come back to it fresh later on. You know, so it's a game that you can kind of play for ten, twenty minutes here and there. So that's yeah. what I've been playing. I suppose we'll stick stick on video game golf. I suppose since we brought it up, um, uh, I've been playing a bunch of stuff this week. I finished Night in the Woods. Mm. Um. Which is the kind, of, which is the kind of two uh, D side scrolling adventure game. That on PS4, uh, yeah. P- uh, that's a PS4, yeah, and that's a uh, sort of kind of quasi walking simulator. It's quite long; it's about eight hours, so it's longer mm. than those games typically are. But it's it's a very kind of uh, it's an adventure game where there are some choices, but there's there's one ultimate direction, and there's there's very little deviation along the way. Um, but it's very, very good. I um, <laughs> I just opened I, up Night in the Woods on Google Image Search, and Natty beside me is kind of fervently giving a thumbs up and pointing at it. So, oh, it's great. And first of all, I mean, if, if you, I'm sure if you Google it, you're like seeing screenshot stuff. It looks incredible. It is one of the best looking games uh, of the year, definitely, with a great soundtrack to really kind of uh, twee uh, uh, indie soundtrack. It's all all original compositions, to my knowledge. I don't. I think they use any licensed songs, um, but it's basically uh, about. I think I've talked about it before, but it's been a while since I talked about it because I part of the downside of it being so long. It, I mean, you know, your gone homes and whatnot are an hour or two long here or there. This one being eight, I I thought it was a bit long and meandering a little bit, so I fell off for a few weeks there. But I picked it back up um, over the weekend and I just powered through like the last three hours uh, in, in one sitting, basically. Um, it's basically just about a twenty a, a something who lives in kind of small town America in, in a town with like um a declining uh economy and she's all very you know, lost and dejected. She comes home she drops out of college and all her friends are kinda of living their lives and, and whatnot and it's kinda of, it basically just goes from there. Um but it is very, very good, very well written. Uh, funny, like it's some really good uh jokes, some really well written characters, very kind of, it feels very sincere like like a lot of games you, you know trying to it's weird because it's kind of this animated thing with these anthropomorphic animals like you play as a cat mm. and, and your best friend's like a dog and, and an alligator but it's like it, it is very kind of the, the writing is very kind of um human and very believable which is great and it was one of those games that, that when i finished and it's very rare that i kind of feel this way but it was like there's almost like a sadness of oh you know i'm kind of done with these characters because it feels very standalone i don't think they're going to make any kind of sequel or follow-up like it's it's very much a, a, a play this and enjoy it for what it is 
it, it is it is far from something that feels like they're planting the seeds for a sequel. But um, it is great. It is really, really great. I think it's only about 20 quid. Um, uh, and it, it's fantastic, yeah. Um, so that's a hearty recommendation there for that. Um, I think, I, think, I, I, think I, I, think I will end up buying it. It's not something I, I think you'll like it. I think you'd like it. I think you'd like it. Is it something that you think will eventually maybe end up as a PS Plus game, though? Uh, it could do. Yeah, I think it could do. Because uh, it was like you know, it was a claim. Then it's a uh, you know an indie uh, an indie title and and an indie know, darling. They, and they, yeah, they do like to go for that kind of thing. Although I have noticed, like, there's been it's been, there's been a decent couple of months on PS Plus. Mm. You know, some some hits, some misses. Um, they're they're not really bringing anything new though. Like it's very like they put out Just Cause like this month. That's like a that's like a two year old game. You know what I mean? It's like they're not they're not. Um, they're not bringing any heavy hitters as far as new releases go. This is this is a this is a 2017 game, which um, I quite like the idea is, anyway of of PS Plus being a kind of um, you things you may have missed, you know. That's true, yeah, because because you know you you don't want to buy something new and then it's immediately on there. That's true, but um, but yeah, so this is a, a 2017 release, so I I don't know if they'd necessarily be getting it out on on PS Plus by say Christmas, but um, but yeah, it is it is really cracking. Tons of character. Um, really, really likable. Um, uh, yeah, lots going on, and just tons of gorgeous visuals. Every every time, like that, you go to a new scene, it's always really, really enjoyable. So yeah, finished that. Um, I finished Injustice 2's story mode, which I talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of more of the same. You know, it's like uh, they make the best story modes in in all the fighting games, which is a low bar, but they are very fun. Um, and they do some really interesting stuff with the superman character that like they i don't think has ever been done in in a film remotely as interesting okay. uh, of course for uh no well i don't know maybe he is uh, no wait no he got lois lane preggers in the first one so um so that well that because that would have been progressive <laughs> well this, the, it was i'm sure this one was very successful so maybe in injustice 3 the injustice will be that he has his like rights taken away from him um <laughs> <laughs> and and that would be the that would be the real fight, but no. So in, in Injustice One, uh, Superman kills the Joker and becomes like a, 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 a kill criminals first, ask questions later villain, and he's imprisoned at the end of that one. And then um, this one is very much the we need him to work together to fight a bigger threat story. But they actually do some interesting stuff where he doesn't he doesn't revert back to being good Superman. And so there's conflict along the way. It is, it's, it's decently well-written. It is a, it is a, a, a pretty good superhero story, which as you know, fighting games aren't known for their, their stories. So, um, so that, so that puts it at a level above all of them. And of course you got Kevin Conroy doing the voice, um, and the usual, you know, Harley Quinn voice actors and all this other stuff. So, um, yeah, it's really fun. I played some of the non-story stuff. I'm not a big, I'm not a big fighting game guy, so I'm not going to put, you know, a hundred hours into it, but I, I, I toyed around with some of the other stuff. It's fun. What else have I been playing this week? More, you know, same stuff on switch. Uh, didn't get around to playing Sonic. Um, even though everyone's raving about it, uh, Nidhogg two came out. What? Paul, did you play? In, did you play any of the original Nidhogg? No. Oh, what? Oh, you you should. I'd say you. It'd be a great game to play with, like your brother or something. If you if you're like playing Mario Kart and you want to break, you want to play something else. Play some fucking Nidhogg. It's great. Um, so Nidhogg two came out, and it kind of has this like really trippy kind of sixteen bit, but like obviously with way more kind of power behind it. Like really trippy sixteen bit 
aesthetic. And uh, if you haven't played any of these games before, it's basically like um, a sword fighting jousting game. And it's um, you start off on a screen and you try and stab each other. And whoever stabs the other person gets the advantage. And you have to run uh, in one direction. So one character is running left, one character is running right. But obviously you cannot run in your direction until you kill the other guy. And you have to get to the end of the level. It's really, really basic, but it's uh, extremely addictive and, and very, very competitive. I played some last night with my pals, and it was just, it was the best time. It's one of my favorite uh, multiplayer games. Uh, uh, the first one was one of my favorite multiplayer games in, in God knows how long. And the second one really uh, delivers more of the same with a better sense of style. So, yeah, that was great. And I think that's everything for now. Lots of stuff, lots of stuff out, lots of stuff coming out. Um, so, yeah, plenty to keep me busy. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. What do you want? What did you want to do yet? Do any anything else you wanted to do? I know. Or we kind of segued quickly from life golf into game golf. Joe, did you have any life golf you wanted to to discuss? Any um, grievances to air? Um. First point of order. Uh. Football is still good. Um, yeah. Man United won four 0 again. <laughs> Two games, eight goals, none conceded. All right. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, that's that's good. Fun game today. Spurs Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea scored a winner in the last minute after Spurs equalised uh, in the eighty second minute. So that was pretty cool. Um, yesterday quite busy. Got a haircut that was desperately needed because it was starting Ooh. to get a bit, starting to get a little curl at the front that I get after a couple of months. Mm. So I desperately needed a cut. Uh, then met up with a uh, Pilkopedia friend of your, uh, Mindy, mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. at a local street food market uh, near me, which was nice. Uh, her and her husband. So had some lovely fried chicken, some gyoza, which are Japanese dumplings, and some waffle fries smothered in cheese sauce. Oh. Uh, so I was pretty stuffed by the end of that. And that's very nice. Um, yeah, that's, that's my week mainly. The only other thing I wanted to mention was, of course, next week is the big uh, freak show fight. Uh, boxing versus cage fighting. <laughs> yeah. Floyd Mayweather versus uh, Secretariat. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to stay up and watch it. Um, possibly will do. I think I'm going to a barbecue that day, so possibly watch it after that. Right. Um, if not, I'll get up early Sunday and watch it because I'm I am interested to see it. It is a. I think it's definitely going to be more of a get up and watch it than stay up and watch it because I have no interest in the undercard and this fight itself is not going to start until about six a.m. So that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, um, it might be a get up early and watch it. Um, yeah, predictions. Uh, uh, I'm actually, yeah, I'm not sure, and I'm I'm debating going myself because the the pub going, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, not going. Uh, watch the, the the pub, um, like that I can see from my apartment. It's that close uh, is airing it. Um, I think they're charging for tickets, and I have no fucking desire to to pay to sit in a pub that I wouldn't otherwise go to mm. um, to watch it. So I'm I'm in two minds about whether or not I'll go. I might say it to my roommate actually see if he's planning on a watching it and b if he'd be up for going there to to do that. Um, 
predictions. Floyd's just gonna he's gonna win. I and <laughs> like I would I would honestly be expecting shenanigans if anything other than that happens. I mean, I think it's just it reminds me of when James Tony went to UFC <laughs> and UFC tried to like tried to in in the video package big up that he was this incredible boxer mm. and this incredible once in a lifetime athlete which he wasn't to make it seem like the fight had a chance of being something credible and it of course wasn't because he immediately got embarrassed um it's it's just like especially like the irish media as well trying to trick people into thinking well you know connor was trained in boxing you know so um mm-hmm. it's actually not enough. it's like oh give me a fucking break yeah, but the same way same way i was trained to play football at my school doesn't mean i got to play for my <laughs> yeah friends. it's like it's like he has he has no notable accomplishments at all and and he's going against a and even if he had one or two trophies to his name as a boxer, he's going against one of the all time greats. Yeah. It's like you know again like Randy Couture taking on an amateur in MMA. It's it's just farcical. So yeah, of course I'm just expecting. Um, and plus I don't really uh, care for boxing or or uh, Floyd Mayweather as a person. And I hate spending money. So. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so I don't know. I feel like I feel like if, if if my roommate's going, or if some more of my friends are going, I could be I could be pre- peer pressured into going to it. Mm. Um, but uh, we will see. Also, what what also hurts is that you know staying in a pub until five a.m. Uh, per doctor's orders this week, I'm off the sauce for the <laughs> future. Yeah, uh, which is That's a pain. Then. Backside. Uh, is this related to your unwellness from the week before? Uh yeah yeah so he's he's like uh, no spicy foods which is I also love um and no booze mm. uh which is great until until such a time that I have uh, had it all uh, inspected and uh, given the clear so you're basically on. you're basically on concussion uh sickness now where you have to you have to be cleared by a doctor before you can have a, a bit of booze again and I'm trying to I'm trying to get Ring of Honor's attention to book me in like a, a Chinese fading <laughs> contest. Um, you, you know, so, uh, so yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm on, on the drive, which will, you know, make, you know, going to a lock-in in a pub until 5am with a bunch of, with a bunch of arseholes as well. Cause you know, <laughs> the, the dregs are going to be out oh, watching this fight. Yeah. Uh, so I, and, 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 and I can also imagine the faux insight into the footwork of Conor McGregor. I just, oh God, fucking shoot myself in the middle of the pub. But um, and and just as and just as an aside, I I mean I'm also gonna have to be on the drive for OTT as well, which is lame because that's oh, half fun. Barry. Um, yeah, which is just not my domain. But uh, yeah, well, whatever. I mean, look, it's it, it'll save me some money. I am on I am on a much tighter budget. I mean, the 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 the, the living alone, you know, the the money aspect of it is is significantly tougher. So since I won't be boozing, maybe I can just you know, I was planning on on um you know, not being able to buy a shirt or whatever. But I was like, well, I'm not going to be spending 30 quid on booze. So, so there's that. But anyway, um, yeah, I was thinking of putting a little bet on Mayweather McGregor. Um, just cause I think it's easy money. Then again, I, I mean, I wouldn't be betting any significant amounts because it could be antics. <laughs> it would be an easy euro is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I think McGregor so, will knock him out. How about that for prediction? Um, what with a knee to the head? Not with a with a punch. I've seen, I've seen, I have seen some uh, some debates, some ponderings online 
that like what what are the chances Mayweather instinctively throws a kick at some point or or an elbow or does something he's not supposed to do, you know? Well, I mean, he'll he'll just get a warning. He, he was not, he's not going to get disqualified unless he finishes him with a kick. It goes, oh, Jesus. Like, I'm after knocking this man out with a kick to the head. Like, what? If he throws a leg kick or something, the referee will go, here, stop. No leg kicks. And he go, oh, Jesus. I forgot. And then that'd be it. Like, it won't be as uh, fantastic as you might think. I don't think he will. I mean, he's been training for weeks and weeks and weeks now and just boxing, so. I don't think it'll be as intrinsically built in like that. But yeah, I'm, go- I'm going out on a limb. I'm going to say McGregor will win. Uh, based on no real, you know, reason or logic, but sure. aside from the fact that I can kind of see in my head, I can see, uh, you know, Mayweather is old. Number one, he is forty, and most people who, in any kind of sporting endeavor, maybe aside from darts, um, being forty <laughs> is going to start to play play against you. Um, so I'm interested to see how that plays into it. Um, and I know that McGregor is very unlikely to, to hit Mayweather <laughs> almost at all. But I've seen that what what McGregor can kind of do when he hits someone, when he gets a shot on someone. Like, I've, I've seen all of his UFC fights. I attended one in person. And he can hit people really hard. So if he hits Mayweather, I think Mayweather will be in trouble. Um, of course, the odds of him hitting Mayweather, if you've seen any of Mayweather's fights, are... Are extremely uh, high, or mm. the odds are high. The the chances are low, um, and yet I can kind of I can kind of visualize it. I can see Mayweather think I'm a god and got punched it down, and then I'm going woohoo. Um, Excuse me, Paul. That sounded like a faux Jim Ross impression, and I must advise you that it's actually Mauro Ronaldo calling this fight. So it'll oh, be uh, something, something like uh, fucking. I don't even know. <laughs> Mayweather uh, just went the way of Vine. Is it? Is, <laughs> is it 1989? And is this Berlin? Because he just fell or some <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> fucking God, I hate Mauro Ronaldo so much. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, on the UK broadcast is going to be Dan Hardy calling it. Who's a he does some of the commentary for UFC. He's very good. He's a he's a he's a British fighter, former okay, fighter. Nice, fair enough. But he's very uh, kind of articulate and doesn't revert to yeah. boring uh, references to shite like Mauro Ronaldo does. Mm. Mauro Ronaldo must be a decently well-off individual considering he gets WWE money and boxing on Showtime money and Bellator. Um, we, we like when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, freaking. But yeah, and, and and also he's like one of the few people who works WWE and gets to do things like that. But um, yeah, Dan Hardy. Hmm. And who's his, who's he working with? No idea. Okay. Andy Gray. <laughs> Take a bull, son. Dick of this, and I mean that. I saw a clip of Andy Gray uh, the other week because I was looking on YouTube at um, post match analysis of the first weekend's kind of football. There was one from Being Sports from Qatar where Andy Gray works now. Big, swollen head in them. Oh, Jesus. He shaved all his hair off, so he just has a big. He looks like Kingpin. 
from. <laughs> yeah, he's not he's not looking well, Andy Gray. Anyway. So what's your prediction, Joe? Out of interest. Um Mayweather wins in two rounds. In two rounds, that quickly. Oh god, yeah. It would toy with him in the first round. See, I think May- Mayweather, if he's to win, I'd be surprised if he were. I'd be surprised if he were to finish McGregor. Only insofar as no, obviously he's a very very skilled boxer, but Mayweather, um, number one, he's he's naturally smaller than McGregor, and McGregor, I've only ever seen McGregor rocked hard by Diaz in the first fight, where Diaz probably was weighing in on fight night at about. 185-190 pounds. I don't think Mayweather is going to be that heavy. I think McGregor's a much bigger physically, like naturally physically bigger. Um so I can see kind of um if there's if if Mayweather is going to stop McGregor, I can see it more being a kind of doctor stoppage like on the stool where or or even without a doctor where he's McGregor's kind of sitting on the stool and he can't take any more rather than it being like a knockout or anything like that. I don't I don't really see that happening. Um but maybe. Maybe. Mm. I mean <laughs> this coming from the guy who's predicted McGregor to win, maybe I shouldn't be the one arguing <laughs> against a Mayweather knockout. It's probably a uh, hundred times more plausible than what I'm predicting in fairness. Mm. I think Mayweather obviously is going to be a lot faster than McGregor. Be um, definitely. McGregor will be lumbering towards him. And McGregor's going to be loading up on his shots as well. What did you make of the footage of McGregor with um, Paulie, whatever his name is? Uh, Paulie Malinaji. Yeah. Um, well, it came from Dana Wyatt, who, as we know, is... A mark, uh, yes, a carnival uh, <laughs> sideshow hustler. <laughs> uh, well, the, the, one of the greatest of all time. Don't don't get me wrong. You know, he managed to convince millions of people that redneck barefoot cage fighting is a real sport. <laughs> so, no, I'm not saying he's not great, but yeah, you can't believe a word he says. You know, I mean, he, he convinced people Ronda Rousey was a real athlete. Yeah. You know? <laughs> He is a promoter, after all. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. So, look forward to that. Yeah. Next Saturday. We'll have a, we'll have a full rundown, I guess, next uh, next week. Um, so, yeah. um, what else is going on in the world? Any other events uh, we talk about? Uh, I don't think so. Um mm. Uh, you guys want to check there before we do our various other guffs just curious if you want to just double check there does anyone have any emails they wanted to discuss I, I do not have any okay fair enough here com, folks send us an old email it could be about whatever subject you want we're not picky yeah um, uh, let me see here what else we got uh, anyone seen any movies this week uh, I've seen one movie. Go on. Um, it was inspired by a retweet of yourself, Barry. Okay. Um, it's a Netflix tweet about four great horror movies they had. Oh, um, yes. 
I think it was. All right. You there? You there? Hello? Yo, sorry, we cut out there a little bit. I'm, oh, I'm here. Sorry. You here? Yeah, I'm back. Right. Um, yes, it was Cabin in the Woods, which I've seen a million times. Yeah. Uh, it Follows, which is great. Uh, very scary. Scary. I can't remember what the fourth one was, but the third one was Hush. I think the fourth one, I think it was The Babadook. Oh, okay, yeah. So I should watch that, but it looks a bit scary. It is It is quite scary. Yeah, I might have to wait. Um, wait until it's a really old movie, then it's not scary. That's, that's how it works. Um, so yeah, I watched Hush. Um, this is only an hour and 20 minutes long, pretty yeah. easy watch. Um so it's basically about a deaf and mute woman who's living in a kind of remote house uh, out in the, I don't know, in the suburbs or in the country or something. Um, and she's kind of attacked almost at randomly. Some kind of weird guy comes to the house and kind of starts to sort of kills. Uh, yeah, which, which spoiler is, never, if you haven't seen it, is spo- never explained. Yeah. So, so something happens and then this yeah there's no real backstory to it it's just a kind of she finds herself in this situation uh, and then she has to try and you know, escape from it um so it's a pretty good film i would say that obviously the main gimmick that kind of separates it from most films is the fact that the woman is uh you know can't speak and can't hear anything which yeah. obviously uh, affects how she kind of copes with uh, this killer coming after her but I don't think they really kind of maximise that in yeah. terms of the things you could do with the movie. Like I know I read originally the director was thinking of doing like a completely silent movie with no dialogue to really mm. emphasise it, but then thought that would be impractical, which is probably fair enough. Yeah, but that'd be a real I, interesting way of doing it, though. Yeah, okay. I thought we could have done like halfway, especially, especially being like not not to just encourage people to just be fucking mental if they get a Netflix deal. But because, I mean, because this wasn't a theatrical release, I feel like you you can maybe be a bit more experimental, you know. Um, but I understand the reservation. I understand the reservation. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think, and without that, it's pretty much a kind of standard horror flick. Yeah. Um, uh, the other kind of thing is he's, they're, they're quite evenly matched as well, the killer and this woman throughout the movie. It's not like she's terrorized and then kind of, you know, has a big, uh, big rally kind of in the third act sort of, you know, baby face comeback style. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's quite interesting. It's quite a balanced movie. But I would, I would check it out if you like horror movies. It's, it's a good watch. Yeah, it's, it's well made. It's, and as you said, 80, you yeah. know, 80 minutes, easy watch. Um, I, like, I like Hush quite yeah. a bit. I've watched it a few times. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's um, yeah, it's solid. Uh, I would, I would recommend um, maybe around Halloween. I think you work your way up to it. You'd be a big boy and watch the Babadook. Okay. How long is that? Oh, that's only two months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did try, you watch and... It Follows as well? Have you watched that one, Joe? Yeah, we, I was just talking about that. So I have seen that one. Mm. Um, that's really good, but also very scary. Mm. I'm say again. Babadook is good. Give Babadook a go. I need to watch Babadook. I think there's a few more classic horror films I need to catch up with. Because I watched, a couple of years ago, I watched loads. I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I watched Friday 13th, Halloween, a uh, couple of others. Have you watched The Thing? 
The dunk. Yeah, Thing is good. That's excellent. Thing. That's a really good movie. I've never I, seen Thing. Uh, Barry, you, Barry, you would love it. Yeah, I should get Highly to that. Highly recommend it's it. It's good. It's very good. I think I, 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 think I gave the Thing a 10, cool. in fact. Mm-hmm. There you go. I watched a really interesting video breaking down the remake of it, the kind of middling, not super well received. Yeah, 2011 remake. Remake. Oh, yeah. that was shite. Yeah, it was an interesting video. It, was, it seemed like it was one of those projects where everyone making it was well intentioned, but obviously, obviously mm. didn't turn out. Um, mm. Yeah, the, the, there's a few. I think that might actually be kind of top of the list of the of the real classics that I haven't seen. Uh, in that genre, but uh, we're getting that time of year, lads. I actually, on that subject, I got my Halloween costume this week. Woo! Uh-huh. It was it again? Oh no, it was a secret. It's Rick. Yeah. I, I, well, actually, I don't think I've said it to either of you. It was going to be Rick from Rick and Morty. Oh, it was, yeah. Um, but and but the, uh, pretty much the day of, I was going to order that. Um, uh, my pals messaged me with a group idea for a, a costume, uh, which I was which I was down with uh, because it's also something gear I can get in on. Uh, because uh, like they always do the group thing, and and I've never um, gone in on it with them before. When you said group uh, costume, by the way, I was picturing like four people in one costume. We're gonna be that kid from BoJack Horseman, um, just standing on each other's shoulders. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's, it's something cool that we can do as a group. And it's funny, when I was being Rick, like here, I was like, well, what can I go as? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Morty, uh, obviously. A, a, a different character from a different show. I don't know. Um, uh, but no, so this is something we're all going to do as a group. And I think it'll be great. Uh, um, so let's look forward to that. I'll keep the, I'll keep in the details of that on the QT. Um, yeah. But yeah, I do, I do love my old Halloween. Um, so yeah. So the spooky movies will be will be the spooky movie reviews on CSP will will no doubt be ramping up in the coming exactly. weeks. Maybe maybe but I'll I, keep I, maybe I'll keep uh, Get Out for Halloween because I do have it on Blu-ray. Have you not seen that yet? No. Oh. I, I thought you meant as a costume, Paul. <laughs> with your with your track record. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Uh, you yeah. love it. I actually, I might, I might, I could, I could, could see myself getting that on Blu-ray. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a great film. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, uh, no, no new, no. Actually, I don't think any movies at all of any variety for me this week. The only, the only thing I've been watching really is more, uh, more Game of Thrones. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so we're, we're we're chugging through season six. It's uh, quite good. I presume you're not it. you're not watching on now TV. Oh. God, yeah. Now TV is dreadful. So I um, if you don't if you don't know what Now TV is, if it's over here in the UK and Ireland, it's basically Sky TV's attempt to to plug up the leaking hole of people leaving their service for like you know Amazon, Netflix, and all this other stuff. It's basically um, some of the TV shows that they have the rights for on a Netflix style service that you can watch mm-hmm. on your PS4 or your phone for fifteen quid a month. Now right away, right out the gate, that's more expensive than Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. How much is it? 15 euro wow and netflix is 10 euro wow. honestly i consider any service over uh at 10 euro to be extortionate wwe network is 10 euro is at 13 euro pardon me um uh which is why i ne- which is why i never have that consistently i only ever order it when there's a match that interests me um uh so yeah it's 15 quid right so you get access to their uh, their box sets that they have on their you know their sky box sets thing 
your your Game of Thrones so uh, extras in the office on there like some kind of UK gold stuff only fools and horses mm-hmm. um, Sky Atlantic stuff along with Game of Thrones uh, Ballers the the Rock show bits and pieces like that and also weirdly enough this this was actually I thought was was mildly interesting is you get ten live channels so the app mm-hmm. lets you just watch Sky One just live uh, on your on your PS4 which is handy enough uh, it's like sky one mtv discovery channel you know the, the basics the classics but uh, game of thrones right it just had season six and seven and i was like well that's weird but luckily i'm on season six so that's fine I'll, I'll watch it here um i signed up to the service and they have a little feature that tells you uh, how long is left for each uh show or each season because like netflix obviously they cycle things in and out which is fine every service does that but uh, season six, uh, as of now, as of this recording, is off the service. It's gone. I signed up with about two days left for season six of Game of Thrones. I watched one episode on there, and it was fine. The video, the actual video streaming works. Uh, but now season six is gone. So literally, like the biggest show that they advertise in all their their billboards and their TV commercials, they just have however many episodes of season seven there have been, uh, what, four or five or whatever it is. Um, and six, that is that that six, is the, or uh, six, six, six six tonight, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. So five at this at this point as yeah, of yeah. this recording. So that is their entire Game of Thrones offering on there is the the five it's most really weird. Episodes. Because I've had Now TV for quite a while, and I do like it because I haven't had Sky for years, so yeah. I have I've been able to watch all the Sky shows. Uh, but recently, they this seems to be happening a lot. They take all the shows off. They're only up for like a couple of months, and then they take them all down for a while, and they come back up at some point. So. They they uploaded they had all of the Game of Thrones episodes on there um, for a couple of months up until probably I don't know a month ago or something. Then it was just six and seven, and also ser- season seven. They've the first episode's gone already, so you can now only watch the lot the most recent few. So I don't know what's going on. Um, only difference is it's a lot cheaper here. It's only it's the same price as Netflix uh, yeah. in the UK. So it's you know for what. It's still worth paying for what for what it costs, I think, because you get all the Sky Atlantic shows and that kind of thing. And... Yeah, yeah, I, I can I can see that. And plus, I, I I did like the I did like that it had ten live channels on it because you know it's it's a novelty of something yeah. that the other services don't have. I just think I just think so many people, so many organizations, just they love sneaking in the few extra quid because people just assume with the with the with the currency difference mm. that, that they can they can sneak in but like a fiver a fiver i mean that's i don't know i i, I just i hate especially I hate since it. the sterling has been like steadily Miserable. decreasing recently that's it's not that far away from the euro in fairness mm. what's the yeah. exchange rate one why is one one pound from um, 1.2 it's like 90 cent i think is it in one euro in euro, yeah. One euro is 0.91 British pounds. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So um, so I've unsubscribed from that already. Uh, going back to the old illicit thieving to watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, do you lads? Uh, do you lads? When they have these leaks, do you watch the leaks or do you wait until they're out? Or oh, I couldn't. I couldn't wait. Yeah, I watched the leaks. Well, I I ha- I didn't watch it, but not out of any kind of respect or. You know, I I'm t- I I haven't watched the fifth episode yet, so it would be useless for me to watch the leaked episode. I wouldn't, mm. I wouldn't understand what's going on. I say, wait a minute, because I'm I'm still on episode what's three. I'm still on episode three, so I'm still still too far behind. 
gotta catch up. Uh, yeah, I'm hopefully gonna be caught up by the finale, which is obviously yeah. next weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I am hoping, hoping to be caught up by the start of the next season. I don't think I'll be finished. I mean, we're making great pace. But I don't know that, that that we'll be able to kind of catch up by the finale. Kira's starting college again soon, which means we're kind of we're both going to be so busy and whatnot. But uh, yeah, season six is good. I mean, it's it's re-energized quite a bit. I feel like cause I think we've talked on this show about how season one was great and two was like a good follow-up, and then you know three and four like yeah, you know, all right, but you know, not 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 grabbing me. But now we're kind of back. Yeah, um, six was really good. So six is yeah, six is doing the business. Um, so yeah, I don't think I've watched any other movies or telly though. Uh, Paul, have you watched any movies? Joe's talked movies. Have you watched any movies? Uh, I did. I watched a couple of movies. Uh, final part in my Fast and Furious review series is this week. I watched The Fate of the Furious, which is the eighth one. Ah. Um, and is also the worst of the eight of them. Um, oh, worse than like the original two? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? The original two have a kind of limp charm to them. That yeah. <laughs> You know, you can't, you wouldn't outwardly say that you enjoy, but actually you kind of enjoy them, you know? Um, Especially the first, well, the first one has one really well, like creatively shot race in it that I, it's probably one of my favorite parts of the whole series. And then the second one actually has quite a fun FBI street racing plot to it. That's actually really enjoyable, even though Vin Diesel isn't in it. Um... But from my point of view, from like five through seven, I think are my three favorites. So it, seven being the best one, then six, then five. They're they're the three best ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so following that, you know, pattern, you would think eight would be the best one, but actually, is is not the best one. So obviously, this is the first one that doesn't have Paul Walker in it, and I feel like they kind of overcompensated. Um, by not having him in it, by trying to have everything else in it, so you have uh, a wacky storyline where Vin Diesel is the villain now, even though he was the goodie in the first seven, and kind of the re the reasoning and logic for that is so kind of ham fistedly shoved in mm. that it was kind of stupid. Um, but the worst thing it does, the worst sin of the movie, is that it takes Jason Statham, who was like the best villain of the whole series in, in the seventh movie. And it's part of why I think the seventh movie is the best one is because he's so good and so believable as the kind of overpowered villain. Uh, and they take him. And by the way, at the end of the seventh movie, you have kind of Vin Diesel, not, not to spoil obviously, but Vin Diesel gets um, arrested and put into like the, the, unbreakoutable prison that has like 30 inch <laughs> steel and concrete so it's kind of set up like in an ideal world what I would have done is like Fast and Furious shield base well Fast, no, Fast and Furious 8 Vin, or, um, Jason Statham isn't in the whole movie and there's no mention of him until you have like a post credit scene where it just kind of pulls up a corridor where you have uh, like security uh, guards are like down and injured and and it just this long kind of panic shot until you get to this like bald man standing at at the the very end and he turns around and it's jason Statham and he's out and he goes i'm coming or some shit like that and then oh my god fast furious nine jason Statham is back um unfortunately they can't do that because in fast and furious eight uh jason Statham is a good guy who winks at babies and makes poop jokes <laughs> 
Um, so forget- I've heard you say this already, and I really am fascinated by what the context of Winks at Babies is. <laughs> well, I must watch this. Watch this films. There's the there's seven. a baby in the movie. Um, yeah. And at one he point, uh, Jason Statham is rescuing the baby. So he's fighting people while holding a baby and Ugh. going, you're right there. And the baby goes, yeah. And he goes, <laughs> that, that didn't happen. And he goes, he, he, he beats up this one bad guy, right? And he gets, he's holding the baby and he goes, was that you? Or was no. that you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Paul, that is Baby's Day Out. That is. I was going to ask if this is Baby's Day Out. You'll think you watched the wrong movie. Was Joe Bantula get to the there in it? <laughs> so Fate of the Furious was kind of the first one that like obviously And and, and then at the end uh, uh Jason Statham goes, I don't want to hear that stinking pooping baby ever again. I'm serious about it. Yeah. <laughs> And then he gets home to his missus. She's like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> no, but I mean, obviously the Fast and Furious movies are, are stupid and silly and they're, they're dumb action movies. But this, this, this was the first one that was kind of too, too dumb for its own good, where it, it like actively did things that were bad, like bad for the series and that made me less interested in. Um, so what I would say is the, the correct order for for best to worst is seven six five three uh two one four eight okay. from best to worst so what i would say is if anybody hasn't watched fast and furious like five to seven are like legitimately great action movies that are like fun have really good action and characters that you care about but you do have to kind of get through the early ones to kind of get to that point. And I mean, in fairness, the early ones are good in their own way. Um, but then A is not very good. The one thing I would say about it, though, is that I didn't really feel like I missed Paul Walker in it. Like, I didn't feel like that was... Ash. You know, it, it was like the Poochie thing. I, I was watching it not thinking, where's Paul Walker? Um, Don't call Paul Walker Poochie! Fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I didn't I, I don't know, just the movie kinda I didn't feel like his absence was too too badly felt. Although that's because they had a hundred other people in to replace him. None, none of yeah. them were good. So I give well, Fate, give Fate and Furious a six out of ten. Um Bordering on a five. Ooh. Um, and then I watched the other night uh, The Naked Gun, which was on RTE. Oh, yeah. Um, Paul doing an out big, big movie review here. Uh, Naked Gun is one of my favorite comedy movies and comedy series of all time. I've probably seen nice. The Naked Gun, like the first one, 15 times, maybe 20 times. Um, so, so good. Although I think the second one is probably the best of the three. Uh, Leslie Nielsen is is very, very funny in how kind of straight-laced he is. Yeah. Um, that's funny because it's made by, obviously, the um, the people who would go on to make those, you know, parody movies that kind of plagued the early 2000s. Um, 
Zuckers. What do you mean? Zuckers, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh yeah, David yeah, yeah, Zucker yeah, yeah, uh, directed it, yeah. So he's gone on to make, let me have a look at his filmography here. Well, yeah, it's like that's it's just you know it's Adam Sandler syndrome. It's like yeah, it's, they made a good thing, and then someone was like, "Well, here's a lot of money. Would you just churn that out for me yeah. for this big bag for this big sack of money?" <laughs> yes, I will, mate. <laughs> yeah, I went... tell you what, though, those uh, those uh, parody guys. I mean, they were ahead of the curve. I mean, they made superhero movie about a decade and a half ago. Uh, and boy, could we use one of them now? I mean, you all, oh, you know, I mean, that was basically Deadpool before Deadpool was Deadpool. So <laughs> if, if anything, they're geniuses. I'm looking here at the list. Uh, Zucker, Abrams, Abrahams and Zucker is the kind of the trio of them, right? And they've mm. done, obviously, Naked Gun, right? Mm. Hot Shots, they also did, which I actually, I yeah, actually very, like. I like Hot Shots. So. I like Hot Shots. I like Hot Shots. Uh, That's good. Scary movie three, four, and five. So, oh, the worst ones. <laughs> there's, there's one good one. <laughs> um, and also, it doesn't hold up. Like I watched Scary Movie one not that long ago. It does, it does not in the slightest hold up at all. Of all the scary movies, I think I did. I think I watched all five of them. Um, I think the only one I actually, in any way, enjoyed was the third one for whatever reason. Um, the third one. I didn't like one or two, even when they were kind of just out. I was never a big fan of one or two. Three, I like. I kind of liked the uh, eight mile stuff in in three. Yeah, three had signs as well. Yeah, three. Yeah, three was Three's really. Right. It was you know they really started going like not even just horror. It was just like here's a bunch of parodies. Well, that's because there wasn't other genre parodies around at the time. Yeah, you know. Um, but Naked Gun, anyway, is very, very funny. It, it's kind of aged a bit, but uh, so so it, it it's it's so kind of clever in its stupidity. It's constant, constant visual gags and constant wordplay and puns, and it's so clever. Uh, and and Leslie Nielsen is perfect in the role as well. So yeah, he's, he's, I gotta love gotta love me a bit of Naked Gun, although. To be honest, the third one, I need to watch again. But I, I have this memory that the third one isn't that good. Um, I don't really remember it that much. Third one which is one, one with is... Anna Nicole Smith in it. Oh, which one's the one with the Queen? That's the first one. That's the first, that's, the that's the one I just watched. Yeah. Maybe I haven't seen the third one. Third one is is weak. The first one mm-hmm. is the one with um. Uh, Ricardo Montalban in it, who I just after watching the movie a hundred times just this one time <laughs> I was watching it with my brother and my dad and, mm. and we're watching it and I sit up and, and just go that, that's Khan that's from the Wrath of Khan <laughs> and it is I never, realized, I never realized he was the, vi- <laughs> the villain in the first Naked Gun movie okay um, but it is him and he is in it so. there you go um Second movie has uh, Robert. Is it Robert? I don't want to mispronounce his last name now. Yeah, Robert Goulet is 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 in the second. Oh, okay. He's great. So. Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sorry, kid. <laughs> Robert Goulet is still alive. I had this weird. Jesus. Oh no, he's not. Sorry, he's dead. Jesus. Oh. I must. Okay. I must have shocked some people a second ago. You're, you're thinking of Bruce Forsyth. Oh, sh- what the fuck? No. Not Bruce. <laughs> I drew a picture of Bruce Forsyth this week. With a little R.I.P. next to him. Yeah. 
You never guess which of his facial oh, features shame. was the most. Eighty nine years young. Big old chin on the drawing. Mm. Oh, Brucey. Yeah. Uh poor Bruce. Uh, again, our American listeners won't have enjoyed Bruce Forsythe like we did. Is there an equivalent? Is he like the the English he, Bob Barker? Would you say? Yeah. Um, he was more kind. Of, he wasn't just the game show host. He did like variety in the early days. He was a singer, dancer, all that kind of stuff. So I don't know if there's an equivalent. Uh, Jerry, what's his name? Not Jerry Lewis. He just died. Yeah, he just died as well. Johnny Carson. I don't know. Was he a, he was a singer? Johnny Carson was obviously known for being a chat show host. More than anything. Yeah, but then he also was in when he was in The Simpsons. Didn't he balance a piano on his head or something? <laughs> That's all I know about him. <laughs> That's where the uh, Here's Johnny catchphrase comes from. Is the Johnny Carson show. Yeah. And... Johnny. Ah, uh, Brucey. Rest in peace, anyway. Oh, Brucey. Uh, so that's all the movies. Well, that's nice. Alrighty. Uh, I suppose we can... can we, dare I say, can we jump into the wrestling? Oh, wait. Hang on. I've got one quick telly guff. I started watching Ozark on Netflix, mm. which stars Jason Bateman um, in a show where he plays a money launderer whose uh, company has been stealing money from the Cartel. And so he, he then has to move to Missouri to uh, launder money for the Cartel to kind of pay off the debts. And it's supposed to be kind of Breaking Bad-esque, except it doesn't really have the sort of... Charm, action, or characterization of Breaking Bad. So, in a way, it's not really anything like Breaking Bad. Um, it's just got a man from a sitcom playing a serious drama role. I think that's why the comparisons were drawn. Um, it's all right. Like, it's so heavily filtered in blue in terms of the color saturation right. that it looks like it was filmed underwater. It looks like it's part of David Attenborough's Blue Planet. It's ridiculous. In in lieu of any real kind of drama or tension, they've just whacked up the old blue colour palette. Um, Laura Linney's in it as well. I don't know; it might get better. It's all right. It's not bad, but I'll just yeah. I'll see. I'll see how it goes. Thumbs in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Netflix not not hitting it. Not not hitting too many home runs lately. Um, Mm-hmm. I haven't started the Defenders yet, and I haven't really heard a peep about it, to be honest. Which is a massive contrast to when a new a new Marvel thing would hit in the past. Um, it would kind of be the inescapable thing on social media for a day or two. Um, yeah. After the fact, they've just they've kind of gone down in quality. I mean, like Daredevil, first Daredevil was like this fucking great thing, and it was shocking, and it was. Mm-hmm kind of out of left field and it was awesome and then Jessica Jones was good but it was like oh everyone's like oh, it's kind of a bit long and then Luke Cage was like way too long and then Iron Fist most people were just saying it was outwardly bad and then there's this mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. eh, right, it's, it, it's trending in the wrong direction I feel like um, uh, which is a shame but uh, yeah uh, I might actually I'll, I'll try and watch some of that and maybe talk about it next week um, but uh, yeah so um into a bit of wrestling. I don't know if there's necessarily been a lot of news uh, after the show on Monday. Um, Mate, look, uh, we've got five different entries in the news list. What are you talking about? All right, go on then. Go on then. Um, uh, first of all, 
Uh, Ric Flair not dead yet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pulled through. Um, He's outlived Brucey. I know. Who, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Um, that's who he's like. Bruce Forsyth very much. I, I was British yeah, Ric Flair. I was yeah, if, you, if you're wondering in America, yeah. Um, he had a few, went for a few wives as well, Brucey. Apparently, a few um, few Miss Worlds. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just like Sarah would have wanted. So I don't know what uh, what's wrong with him really. It's been a bit of a mixed kind of bag in terms of the news that's come out. Um, I want to say I've heard some, uh, something like colon related. I want to say, yeah, that's that's what I read, and then it, it, that led to complications or something. So I get surgery, and but apparently stable now. But I guess we won't really know for a while. Um, but yeah, he's he's still going. Um, debut yesterday on NXT of Adam Cole, baby. Um, yeah, running in the main event. Um, so um, yeah, I, I skipped the main event and just watched that. Okay, nice, nice. Uh, I didn't watch any of it, so that's good. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's there. Um, I don't know. Is NXT any good? I had a quick look at the card. I mean, we can talk about it in the wrestling review at the end, but it looked fairly underwhelming to me. It looked like a TNA card. I, it was all right. I mean, the thing about NXT currently is like, yeah, they're 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 pushing a couple of TNA names. I think Cole, like five years ago when he started to really break out, he was this hot thing. But mm-hmm. like, it, it feels like it's kind of all been ever since like that first Battle of Los Angeles where he turned heel and 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 he got all the talk for for being this great heel and for winning. And he had that match with Steen, and he was he was the thing on the indies. I feel like I could I can barely name five things he's done of note since then, like mm. uh, and I feel like he has not wowed in the ring to the level that people had maybe had the hopes for him when he was a rookie, but like you look at what NXT has done with Rude and and even Eric Young and it's like those are two wrestlers who are like really competent and good but not necessarily exciting and great. Mm. But but they've they've made the most of them. They presented them well, and even even Alistair Black. I mean, Alistair Black is not a incredible thirty minute man, you know, five star mm-hmm. worker. But they but they've done great things with him. So I'm to end, it's kind of like the opposite of Raw and SmackDown, where it's like the the amazingly talented people show up there and are slowly torn down by having their weaknesses exposed. NXT is kind of like they're properly presenting people. Yeah. Um, and maximizing them, so I, I I don't know that Adam Cole is like a, any kind of elite performer, but I think that he will uh, he'll do very well there. Do, uh, yeah, and they've they've got an interesting stable with him and, and Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, uh, which are I think they all, is the best. are they all there now? Yeah, yeah, they're all there. Okay. Um, yeah, again, I could recognize Adam Cole in a lineup, but not the other two. Um. So apparently, Daniel Bryan's got nothing wrong with him. Um, so he claims on the Edge of <laughs> That's podcast. what he says, yeah. Apparently, it was all a big misunderstanding. And a lesion on the brain uh, it, it is not anything at all. So, and <laughs> so for <laughs> the last couple of months, he's been sleeping in a uh, Homer Simpson-style oxygen tent <laughs> from which he gains his uh, sexual power. Um, well, he's he's a father now, so I mean it adds up. He's a genetic jackhammer. But anyway, it seems like he he reckons he's fully able to wrestle again. Um, Which, to be fair, I mean that's that's I mean 
bar that one evening where he went on Raw and said otherwise, that's always been his story. I feel like he's been saying that nonstop. Um, yeah, it's very odd. I mean, it seemed like him retiring was based on that one test he had. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's a case of whether do you trust that test and WWE doctors as being kind of gospel and that Brian's actually a crazy person who just wants to wrestle even if it's not in his best interest or is it a case where actually they're just being incredibly cautious and don't want him to die in the ring and actually he's not that badly hurt and maybe he yeah. could wrestle I don't know it's, it's very hard to know I'm not a doctor yeah we're not doctors on this podcast now, so. most doctors probably wouldn't know either to be honest yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the, the 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 point really is that it's matters of the brain. No matter how advanced technology gets, are always they're always so complicated. They're not quite black and white. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm kind of in two minds about this. I mean, WWE's doctors, specifically, you know, the, that NFL guy who is very much not uh, an, an accredited source, very much an in question individual. Um, you know, he seems to be the predominant one saying Brian shouldn't wrestle. Mm. Brian said he got himself cleared from several other doctors. So, uh, at, at what point, no matter how damning this one test is, I mean, lots of other qualified individuals also declared him to be healthy to wrestle. So, at what point do we just say, look, the numbers, the numbers are on his side? And plus, also, you know, he's a grown ass man. Um, so yeah, the um, the big turning point this week was that he did the uh, Edge and Christian podcast, which I have not listened to. No, I haven't had um, a chance to. I, I didn't realize he was on it until just today, so I'm gonna have to check that one out. But the uh, the tidbits were were floating around as they often do. And first of all, it continues the, the the trend of what you might have noticed on Talking Smack, where it seems like because he wants out of the company and 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 whatnot, he's not like outwardly bashing them but he's definitely not conforming to their mm. their their rule books and their what you know what they consider good manners so he's talking pretty freely about you know oh there's so much good money to be made elsewhere and oh they're misusing this person like he talked about luke harper uh, uh and he talked and he talked freely about how he thinks he would he will wrestle again which again they're the company's narrative and the narrative that he gave on raw in that really great segment was that he would never do it again and, and blah, blah, blah. So he's really just out there. You know, he has, he now has his message and he's unafraid of getting it out there. Uh, and of course the story all along was that he was kind of caught in contract limbo, uh, which is why, you know, he doesn't really care, I guess, if he gets in trouble with them because, Hey, what are you going to do? Fire him. You know, that's what he wants. So, um, so we shall see. And Brie Bella also did an interview. I don't know who with, but she did. She was doing some media, I think, for Total mm. Bellas, and she said that that she believes he will wrestle. And I think she straight up said, if he wants to, he'll find some way around it. Um, so, mm. so yeah, watch this space. Uh, I look forward to seeing him in the Tivoli in a few months. <laughs> that could happen. That could happen. That would. I have to, I listen. I think if he gets out of his contract. I mean, he could hypothetically go to New Japan and be Brock Lesnar and say, I'm going to work 10 New Japan shows all year and I'm going to make $2 million doing it. But I, the thing about Brian has always been that he, you know, he loves wrestling. He's not, he's not saying, I want to wrestle because the money I make as an mm. announcer or a GM isn't cutting it. He wants to wrestle because he loves it. So I think he, I think he absolutely categorically, I think he'd fucking work Butlins if they called him back, you know, <laughs> yeah, after absolutely. all these years. You know what I mean? I yeah. think he absolutely will be doing Rev Pro, OTT, um, uh, fucking ICW. I think any any prominent, trendy indie that calls him, I think he would work absolutely. And I think and I think he would probably 
be an Osprey style character who would have a semi, you know, something, you know, a couple of dates with New Japan on top of his European stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't doubt that. With, but again, it's whether or not it happens as as of this recording. These have just been some interesting quotes that have come out. He's still with WWE. He has not left. Yeah. Um, Get him in there with Scotty Davis, damn it. Oh, that'd be great. I would love that. Put him put him on the contender show with all the young lads, right? And that would genuinely be great. Um, so, yeah, I, I just... Because that's the thing is, like, he... I think we talked about this with someone else recently. I can't remember. I think, I think it was talking about kind of Chris Hero and how when he last left WWE, it was like he was coming back out into a completely different indie scene to the one he left. I mean, that's that's tenfold with Brian. Brian signed in 2009 like most of the most of the hip young mm. companies that are that are have the buzz these days didn't even exist when when he signed the names uh that that are prominent now weren't were nothing back then marty's girl was party marty when 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 brian signed you know jordan devlin i don't even know if he was wrestling when when that happened you know uh, so it, it, it's will osprey wasn't born will osprey was <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Pete Dunn was doing his uh, GCSEs, um, you know. In fact, that's that's actually one interesting thing I saw discussed. I was going to say that would be a fascinating match, but it's like you know, you'd have to imagine like since WWE really doesn't want him out there wrestling, that like maybe he wouldn't be working with the uh, the WWE co-opted, for lack of a better term, Indies, your Progress, your yeah. ICW. Uh, so yeah, and certainly WWE contracted guys like Pete Dunn. That'd be a no-no, you know. Don't work with Brian. Don't work with any promotion that's working with Brian. You know, it's mm. because it really seems like like they not only don't want him to wrestle for them, they don't want him wrestling at all. Because mm. if even if it's in even if it's in a completely different company three years from now, they know that they they'll be getting a call. They'll be getting you know journalists calling them. Oh, mm. this guy got hurt. This guy, you know, didn't this guy on your TV show three years ago say that his brain was fucked up and you let him out to wrestle type mm. thing. Well, not only that, but all the stories, regardless of where he is, would be WWE wrestler. Right. Exactly. Exactly. exactly, And that's always the way. Um, yeah. So, fascinating times ahead. As we say, this is all uh, this is all some shooting and some speculation going on. Uh, Cody Rhodes mentioned him on the ROH show in, in Liverpool. So, so I mean, they are, they are going for it. But uh, as of this recording, he is a, a WWE contracted star. Entertainer. <laughs> Catch him on uh, SmackDown pay-per-view post shows uh, once every month. Um, that's it. Mm. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, interesting story. Uh, the Brock is old now. Yes, he's got a grey beard. Yes, um, and a midlife crisis tattoo. So, I assume he's uh, also going to buy some leather trousers and a sports car. Have you seen his Twitter lately? Is that? Um, no, what happened? <laughs> No, just the ongoing um, Jumanji slash Baywatch. Oh no! Insecurity. That's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. In, insofar as him having a a midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about the gray beard, Rock. Critics are just haters. Yeah. Well, I like the gray beard. To be honest. No, he does look good. He does look yeah. Good. We're not we're not haters, Rock. We we are we're real fans. You know. Mm. We're we're the real fans, brother. Yeah. Um, yeah, Global Force Wrestling. That tattoo is um, so fucking bad, though. Sorry, go on. Global Force Wrestling. Um, good, good news. Um, they've brought J 
Jim Cornette in as an authority figure. So <laughs> yeah. things are looking up. Uh, yes, and then Bruce Pritchard's gone or something. Or oh, I don't know. They're doing an angle. So, um, yeah, new boom period uh, on the yeah. horizon. Um, also, new world champion, uh, Eli Drake. Wait, what? Yep. Wait, no, I, I, that is genuinely news to me. I heard, did we talk about Del Rio on the last show? Was that announcement out on the last um, show? Yeah, the it was. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, as we mentioned last week, Del Rio, they, they basically ruled that even though he legally was not found guilty of anything, I think their exact quote was they didn't like the way he handled the situation. And so they extended the manner, his suspension. The manner, Yeah. Oh, yeah, they misspelled manner, yeah. I think we talked about all this, yeah. but um, they extended his suspension. So his suspension actually did involve missing TV, which everyone joked when he was originally suspended that he wouldn't. But um, he missed the most recent tapings, and they stripped him of the title, which I thought was very interesting. Um, and I actually, now, I actually now wouldn't be surprised if he was fully gone. Uh, but they stripped him of the title. I knew Jim Cornette came back, and I mm. knew they put... They originally put the belt on Lashley, or they said they were going to put it on him. That Eli Drake thing is new to me. So what? He beat Lashley or something? No, he won a, he won a, a gauntlet for the gold. Yeah. Gauntlet for the gold match um, earlier this week or a few days ago. He hasn't aired yet, but yeah, he's he's won it. Um, I mean, the good thing about Eli Drake is um, even if he were to murder his wife, I don't think it would make the news because no one knows who he is. <laughs> He's such a non-entity that he could literally just, uh, just I don't know, just burn down the impact zone, and it would. Um, yeah, so I, I look forward to a, a successful uh, GFW Impact era. I would have loved to see the the TNA Mecca reaction to Eli Drake finally winning the world title, except that doesn't exist anymore, sadly. That's oh, a shame. No, there was a whole there was a whole brouhaha. All... Well, I know there's a brouhaha, but I didn't realize it was gone. I mean, it's not gone, but it's not used anymore. The last update was July 22nd. Oh, that's unfortunate. Rest in peace, Brucey and Tina Mecca. But, I mean... but, not the, but not the guy who runs Tina Mecca. <laughs> <laughs> Just so we're clear. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I mean, some people are saying, you know, could Eli Drake versus Jim Cornette be the new uh, Austin versus McMahon? I guess time will tell on that one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, always in wrestling, always wait and see. Let, let, it, let it play uh, out. Apparently Jim Cornette's Titantron has the, the Botchamania Jim Cornette face on it. <laughs> okay, that's oh, good. Oh, no. That's true. <laughs> oh, God. Well, he, I mean, look, he, he, of all the things he hates, he does not hate Botchamania. He likes, he likes it, and he likes that it makes him money now. Um, yeah. Which is funny. Jim um, Cornette back. Oh, that fucking company. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's the classic Jarrett thing of, you know, the old, it's an old boys club, you know. Mm. Um, it always has been. It always will be. Um, uh, yeah. So, there, so there's that. I mean, I'm surprised we haven't had... I'm surprised fucking... Jeff Jarrett didn't win the title. <laughs> yeah. But also, I'm surprised, like, uh, because he's a free agent, uh, Kip James didn't get the call. And I'm... And I'm I'm partly saying that because I'm just I was just watching the new uh, OSW review which which recounts the epic Voodoo Kin Mafia um, angle, uh, yeah. Um, 
So, so yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I was watching uh, TNA at the time that happened as well. That was a load of rubbish. I, I, yeah, they they recounted all the various. They dressed up as DX, but couldn't couldn't call them Triple H and Shawn Michaels though. Yeah, Paul Paul Levesque and Michael Hickenbottom. Um, yeah, like people know who that is. Yeah, and, and they showed them, you know, showing up to various events and accepting the Hardy's open challenge for a pay-per-view and just again it was like it was like that one time Shane Douglas showed up in the crowd on Raw and took like um his his jacket off and had a hardcore homecoming shirt or whatever it was and like two people recognized him and it was very sad you know, yeah, and, and like and six people went up to him and said, uh, yeah, can I get one with extra mustard, uh, <laughs> one with onions? Um, yeah. Oh, God. But, um, yeah, that stuff was embarrassing. But, yeah, fucking hell, Eli Drake. I mean, look, Eli Drake, I mean, I've never hated an Eli Drake match, although I can't remember any that I've seen. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, that's, I mean, GFW, it is what it is. Um, uh, it, it, we're long past the, the TNA uh, uh, mattering era, you know, which sounds very dismissive, but I mean, what more can you say? No, it's it's never mattered less than it does like right this moment. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so uh, what else is in the news? Is that all for the news, or that's all for news? Uh, yeah, that's that's the news. Um, uh, yeah. So, Paul, did you watch much of Takeover? I didn't watch a single second of it. Okay, so only I did. I was actually expecting to be the one who didn't watch any, because I usually am. But, uh, okay, I guess we won't talk about that. But um, a quick kind of summary of of events. Um, uh, Andrade Cien Almas, remember that chap? No. I do. Oh, he's a sombra. Uh, uh, Yeah, I, I can now confirm that he is good now. Oh, well, I knew that before. He was good when I was still watching it. As soon as he turned heel, he was good. Well, that's that's what I mean. Yeah. So he's so they've they they have rejuvenated him in an incredible way to the point where first of all he got a reaction coming out, which is a massive upgrade from the last time I saw him. Uh, he is paired. He is paired with uh, I don't know her WWE name, Faith Trinidad. Um, mm. Is there something like that. it's like Zenidia? It's Z- it's Zelena or or, or something uh, uh, to that effect. Yeah, it's 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 an all right name, but I just can't remember what it is because it's that was literally my first time seeing her, so that's it's not that's Z- not a compliment. Zelina Vega. Okay, yeah, it's a good name. Yeah, right. Uh, and she and she is very pretty. I would I would I would be worried for uh, for Austin. Uh, from our, I was thinking that exact, especially considering the history of this exact situation yeah. in wrestling. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not this is not the first time a spoken for woman has been has been in a in a very sexy tag team with a with another <laughs> another man in the business while her her husband is working elsewhere as well. Like he she came in almost and he almost immediately left, which is which is uh, weird timing. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so she is his manager now. Adds to the act by a factor of like I can't even put it into a number. She really, she really gives him that little bit of that little bit of extra something, uh, and he and he it just his his natural charisma is now being amplified way more as a heel. Um, so he battled Gargano. This was Johnny Gargano's big triumphant return, um, and he lost, which is fine because he's he's very much doing the uh, down in the dumps. I my head's not in the game. Uh, uh, shtick, and the finish was 
genius. So they're they're having a great match, first of all, which is another another feather in the in the in the metaphorical and literal cap of Almas. Um, and basically, Johnny's big house of fire. He does the lawn dart spot. He does all this, and then um, uh, the the manager, uh, Almas's manager, throws a DIY T-shirt at Johnny, and he looks at it. and He gets all forlorn, and Almas uh, hits his move and beats him. And uh, and after the match, uh, Gargano is kind of looking in horror at the shirt and like scoots away on his bum across the ring, like 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 it's a murder weapon or something. It was really great. Uh, Champa was nowhere to be seen on the show, but but he didn't even need to be. It was great. Uh, Sanity. Here's a weird one. Sanity beat AOP for the titles. Yeah. Um, I heard that very, result. I was very like, oh. right. very weird. I mean, it's like. For all for all you did to build them up as killers, you didn't even have like a proper babyface team uh, beat them. Like you know the way they steamrollered over DIY and the revival, and they pushed. They did a great job with AOP, but this was kind of out of left field. Um, the match was now the match was very good. They had a they had a hoss battle, um, which was great. Uh, the 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 spot just before the finish was incredible. Nikki Cross did a dive out of the ring. Uh, a crossbody onto one of the authors, Payne, who caught her midair, and Killian Dane charged at him and did a a crossbody to the two of them through a table on the floor. Absolutely crazy, um, and uh, um, uh, sanity won. So then, Red Dragon, uh, Fish and O'Reilly debuted and beat them up. I could again. I couldn't make out who was the faces and who was the heels here because AOP are heels, but I thought Sanity were as well. But they were they were. They were reacted to as baby faces, and then they were jumped by these guys who I guess are heels because they're jumping people, but they were beloved because they're the new guys. Uh, so I couldn't quite keep keep track of that. At the end of the night, they came out to help Adam Cole beat up Drew McIntyre. So I'm guessing they're heels. Um, but again, it's it's very hard to tell. Uh, Alistair Black beats Hideo Itami. Uh, this was like the best Itami match ever. I'm pretty sure in in NXT, obviously not counting his stuff as Kenta. Um, really good. They they beat the shit out of each other. Um, uh, Black had a busted open nose. Uh, all kinds of all kinds of stiff kicks and, and elbows. Uh, Tommy like uh, like uh, Almas really coming into his own as a heel. You know, obviously he he'll never quite be full Kenta, but he's he's getting there. There's shades of it. Um, and his his uh, his taunting of the crowd was was really it's getting some heat. So that's so good for him. But obviously Black is the big star. So um, and he got played to the ring by a band, so he had a, you know heavy metal hair hair guys with long hair head banging him to the ring. You know uh, that was fine. Asuka uh, uh, retained the title over Ember Moon. Uh, Ember Moon hit the Eclipse this time, and ki- and As- Asuka kicked out. Which is that kind of uh, reaction? That got an incredible reaction, um, uh, as you as you might imagine. Uh, probably the probably one of the biggest pops of the year, basically, because people absolutely people you know they had they did tremendously build up the story that if she did hit that, it would be the end. Because obviously, the first match ended with her going for it, but Oscar uh, shoved the referee into the ropes. Uh, so this time they did that near fall, and then uh, Ember goes for a second one, and Oscar fakes like she's going to uh, push the ref, but but she doesn't. The ref gets away. Uh, Ember hits a crossbody. The ref is then tending to Asuka, 
and Ember like super kicks Asuka as she's like staggered. And again, that almost got a simple super kick that almost got as big a pop as the eclipse. Uh, the, the, the closing minutes of this were incredible. They really were. Um, uh, but uh, Asuka retained clean with the um, with her, her chokehold. And so she rolls on undefeated uh, 500 plus days, whatever it is. Uh, and then I didn't watch the main event because I don't care about Bobby Roode. So, uh, sorry, Bobby. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, that was that was NXT. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, uh, the matches were all good. Um, the crowd was fantastic. They were, I mean, this was, you know, this was the, the, the usual great Brooklyn um, crowd. So, um, uh, no surprise there. Um, yeah, that was it, really. Um was there anything else you guys want to talk about? Preview SummerSlam or anything? Should we run through? Yeah, we got to go through SummerSlam, of course. Um, I've got the card open. Go for it. I've got it open here. Um, I'm looking at the pre-show. Akira Tozawa versus Neville. Okay. For the Cruiserweight title. Looks interesting. All right. They already um, did the title switch, though, didn't they, on Raw? Yes. So Neville, Neville lost the title. Very weird. Yeah, strange. The week before the preview. Anyway, um, you figure Tozawa yeah. would retain here, surely. Yeah, I guess. I Given know. that he just won it. Yeah, but maybe they switched it to switch it back. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be bad if they do that. Um, New Day versus the Usos, which must be the round 974 of their ongoing uh, but they'll, feud. Their, their match was the best uh, match of the pay-per-view last time out. So. Yeah, sure it was. Just earned them a big spot on the uh, pre-show. Yes. Um, next up, wow. <laughs> on the pre-show, the Hardy Boys and Jason Jordan versus Miz, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Oh, poor Jason Jordan. Jesus. So I guess this Kurt Angle, Angle is going well. Well, of course, the original yeah. plan here was Hardy Boys versus, versus the Revival. But Scott Dawson oh, the revival ruptured yeah. his uh, bicep. So... Yeah, to shake mm, no. I think Jordan was probably going to be against the Miz in a singles match, but they've kind of had to couple together a, a, a six a six man here. Yeah, mm, interesting. In fairness, I don't know where they'd fit on the card because there's already thirteen matches. Yeah, it's it like is. a bloody OTT show. This one, I'm telling you. Uh, this, by the way, this is four hours. Uh, the four hours on the main show, and I believe two it's hour. two. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you know. Yeah, and some of I I mean I not to get all obsessed about what is and isn't pre-show. I feel like that as much as we've seen it already. I feel like that Usos thing should be on the main show because they're. I, I'm with you guys that we've seen it too much, but they are great. I mean, the Usos are the they are the yeah. best. Yeah, I love the Usos. So um, I mean like that. God, God I know it'd be like a shitstorm if you took a women's match and put it on the the pre-show. But Naomi and Natalia, give me a fucking break. I mean, come on. Yeah, I agree. It's not, not not that's not a pay-per-view match at all i mean that's that's i i mentioned this recently on twitter natalia back when the divas were shite was like she was like the one-eyed woman in the land of the blind you know what i mean in the sense that she was like she's not she's not great but she was kind of technically proficient and she made everyone else look better and and she was a good good hand as the old wrestling expression goes now that there's like great women up and down up and down the the roster i mean you know including naomi who i who i like quite a lot she, it's just she really she she doesn't contribute much she's very dry um uh yeah so so that that match doesn't do much for me um but that mm. that is on the main show somewhat inexplicably speaking of women alexa bliss versus sasha banks that'll be good yeah they um 
Of course, this was supposed Bailey. to be next up is Bailey, who also got injured. Bailey's um, Bailey's never-ending misfortune. Mm, um, fortune four. Yeah, it's. <laughs> um, yeah, it's yeah. She's not having a great time of it. So yeah, Alexa and, and Sasha have been doing some media recently, acknowledging their, uh, you know, hatred. Their, um, <laughs> their, their mutual uh, hatred. Their their mutual hatred of each other. Yes. Um, or, or or whatever the situation. I've never even I have never even heard what the origins of that are or or you know, what the deal is. But apparently they don't they don't they have some problems. Um, but um, one thing I was yes. thinking about, by the way, in the week about women's wrestling was obviously the last hate, two years it. it's been uh, it's been all about this women's revolution, the divas revolution originally. Right? Uh, Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, mm. uh, Bailey. And I just came. I was just thinking there when I was looking at the card for the show that the two champions at the moment are one person who I think around the time the the women's revolution got going, one person who was a funkadactyl, and one mm. person who was a manager for a useless tag team, Blake and Murphy. Yeah. So they they were kind of always on the peripheral of the quote unquote revolution, and yet here they here they both sit on top. Mm-mm. Interesting. I do miss the fucking Funkadactyls a little bit there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They, should, they, should, they, should, they should introduce Brodus on Fox News. <laughs> Is he a regular? Uh, he's somewhat of a regular, yeah. Oh, God. Um, who else we got? Um, AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens. You know, it's this title. Why have they not been good, able to have? Why have they not been able to have a very good match? I don't know. They're just they're, yeah. they're incompatible. But why? Pretty much, actually. Yeah. Wait, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, kind of like you know, Christian and Randy Orton had really good matches, and I don't know. I just I think it, it you need you need two compatible parts for it to work. Some some people have great chemistry. Some just don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think they're both very talented, and I, I don't know, I don't, I don't think either of the matches they've had have been bad. But they've, I think, like, you would think, like AJ, best wrestler in the world, Owens, you know, one, you know, a, a great wrestler. Um, Although I think, uh, I think, in fairness, I think Owens has been having a bit of a, I don't, I wouldn't say a stinker of a year, but he's not been on top. Not much to talk about. Yeah. No, no, I, I would agree. I would agree. Um, um, nothing outwardly kind of terrible, but. Um, has not has not wowed really, especially um, since people have been kind of and, ri- and rightly so. People have been saying that Nakamura has been kind of phoning it in and kind of getting by on his charisma alone. I I think Kevin Owens could be accused of that as well. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, yeah, actually, I'm struggling to even really think about what has Owens done really of any note this year, mm. and like nothing, nothing kind of jumps out at me off off the top of my head. Uh, he's, well, he started the year as the universal champion. Oh God, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, in in a very kind of underwhelming run there, lost it to Goldberg. I had the Royal Rumble match with um, Reigns. That was very good. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, when he's, I mean, the when he's in there with, yeah, when he's in there with the, with the right guy and it's the right kind of match and it's the right, you know. The right setup. He's he's still done good stuff, but uh, yeah, I mean the Goldberg stuff. I mean, and the Universal Title reign to begin with was not exactly setting the world on fire. The usual Triple H peon who who can't win a match on his own, you know, mm. that fucking old chestnut. 
Um, I'm hoping, though, as weird as it sounds, right? And I, but I have doubted him in the past, recently and been wrong. Maybe the uh, the old Shane McMahon direction will uh, will give him a, a kick up the rear end. Um, I mean, look, Shane had that great AJ match. Owens, I think Owens, I'd say, is like one of the first people I think of when you say who can have a great Shane McMahon match. You know, who can kick the shit out of Shane McMahon and also take some mad bumps for Shane McMahon? I'd probably say Kevin Owens. Yeah. So um, I'd say that match might be awesome. I hope they don't do it. It's something stupid like fucking Hell in a Cell or whatever the fuck. I hope they save it to Mania. Um, uh, so so Owens can have a notable singles match at Mania. What's he had? Two ladder matches? Mm, yeah. Do you not write? Was that against Jericho WrestleMania this year? Uh oh, he was. You're right. You're right. Um, okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't consider that a great match. But <laughs> no, but he wasn't in a ladder match at least. That's true. Yeah, yeah, he did. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So what else is what else is on the card? Um. Oh God, I whiz through the rest of this. Randy Orton versus Rusev. I don't know. What can you say about filler, that? filler, because they have nothing else for Orton to do. Um. John Cena versus Baron Corbin. Briefcaseless Baron Corbin. Oh yeah, they had him. They had him cash in the briefcase on SmackDown, and he lost. He got rolled up by Jinder Mahal in like imagine 10 seconds. that. Brilliant. Well, what, a, what a great use of the money in the bank this year. Really, they really elevated yeah. Corbin with that. Well, look, I've, I mean, to be fair, I've also, I've also been, I've been massively down on Corbin lately. I think he, he's been, he's been around long enough that I'm now kind of done doing the whole he benefited that. Oh, he's got lots of potential. It's like, all right, he's not very good, you know. Is, it, I, is this uh, Baron or Jeremy? <laughs> oh, oh. oh. The satire floweth here on Chair Shop Podcast, as it always does. Um, you could say that Barry uh, yeah. corbed his enthusiasm. I've never watched the show. Oh, love Barry. My bad. Uh, Barry David. Um, yeah, Baron Corbin, Cena. I don't know what. I don't know. Who knows? Cesaro and Sheamus versus Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins for the titles. Mm. Again, what? I don't know. Did you see they bumped their fists? Did they? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Because they were shield. That's yeah, great. Yeah, God. Um, you Finn... you that's not, not into the, the shield reunion? Well, it's only two of them. So. Yeah, it's not the big dog. It's not really the shield, is it? Do you, do you think Reigns joining them would get... Would cause the two of them to get booed or yeah. would it make people cheer? No, they'd boo. No, you... Oh, do you think so? Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure they would boo. They booed, sure. they booed when The Rock came out and helped Roman Reigns. True, but The Shield is like the coolest thing to happen in wrestling like in this era in fucking... Yeah, basically in this era, basically. No, like yeah. the coolest thing that's not someone coming back. I think they'd probably do it before the end of the year and I think it'll get booed. We'll see. Wow. Like around Survivor Series time, I could see Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. They need that. They need that partner, and, it, and there's only one partner who can do it. And it's Roman Reigns. And the, the moment that Roman Reigns does the the fist bump, he'll be booed, and they'll be booed because mm. it'll be seen as pandering. It'll be seen as pandering to the. To do you want to bet another? Do you want to bet, bet another burger on it? Well, I'm still one burger in in credit to you. So double double or nothing. Because remember that time Randy Orton wasn't the Wyatt's tag team partner or something. 
Yeah, I mean, I, all I remember, don't worry. What, you think, what's the best to bet about? Because this is a hypothetical, if Roman Reigns joins them, and does he get food or not? Well, what if it never happens? Then no one wins a bet. Well, yeah, we could just, it could be an ongoing thing that just we have on in the pipeline forever. Okay, well, here's what I would, here's what I would put forward as my kind of hypothesis, is that if Roman Reigns were, were to join the Shield, initially, we'll get a cheer, but they, they in, in a kind of more general sense, would, yeah, would get booed. In my prediction. <clears throat> but it's, it would, it's like, it's like Roman Reigns wins the title, you know, there's an initial pop, but when people realize what's happened, then they start to boo. It'd be kind of that kind there of thing. There are so many variables with this because it's like, it's like I think I think the city matters. I think the angle matters. I think if Roman makes the save when the Shield are getting beaten down, I think people might boo that. If Roman's being beaten down and Ambrose and Seth come down, I think that would get a pop. Um, it's mm. yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm confident enough in this to bet on it. I'm afraid. That's okay. So, uh, okay. so we we'll stick with the one the one outstanding bet. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on it anyway. See what. See what yeah, we'll do. keep an eye on this. Um, uh, right, there's about five more fucking matches on this. <laughs> on this Go for it. Go for it. Um, Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. Who cares? Um, sure to be spoopy goings on. In he's the one. demon, though, Barry. Yeah, he's, he's the Night King. I mean, the Demon King. Is this the first demon Finn Balor appearance since he? Uh, got injured against Seth Rollins when he won the title. I think I think so. Fun, funnily enough, a year ago actually. Yeah, yeah which was SummerSlam. which was last SummerSlam, of course. Um, I guess so. Yeah, and he poured some kind of goop on him on Raw, blood or something, um, was it? Yeah, some some kind of shite. Um, Isn't this uh, the Demon King versus the the Devil's favorite demon? No, no, that's Kane. It's Kane, Devil's favorite demon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure Bray is some kind of demon. Bray Wyatt is uh, let me go here. Here's nickname. What is Bray Wyatt's nickname? Uh, the new face of fear, the eater of worlds. Oh, take your pick. Use a demon. Okay. Um. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Big Show versus Big Cass. What? Um, oh my god. With Enzo Amore in a shark cage above the ring. What? Oh my god. Didn't they god. just do the shark cage I, thing? I like guess they haven't sold together? out of those uh, shark Hang cage on. toys yet. The toys, yeah. I was going to say what writer watched what Memphis tape in the last year. Well, that's the thing. They had, made, they... them, made them do five shark cage matches in the last year. Because the, they, they went like 20 years without a single one. Now, like every few months, is a shark cage match. No, it must. It must literally just be the th- they, like people. Yeah, I think. I think they must literally just get a memo every now and then. But like, could you do this on TV? Push X toy or it's Y toy. Three they've done in the last like year. Oh, yeah, they did they, the, they did the New Paul Zealand Ellering. Lads. Paul Ellering was in the thing. They did the New Zealand lads. Jericho. They had Jericho in one, and now they have Enzo's four. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. so I mean, and, and whichever the first one was, I definitely remember people saying that. I think Ellering was the first that one. That toy came out at the time they did that. Yeah, so, so, but that's fucking, oh my God. What is it whenever they're pushing a new tall lad, they have to put them against the other tall lads to make them look less impressive? Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Oh, oh God. Also, that match 
is going to be dreadful. Yeah, they're both big, though. That's what's yes. catching my eye. All right, I actually saw it's good, then. It's in the names. Big yeah. and Big Show. Because. Oh, yeah, Big Cast, Big Show. Oh, Big Match. Show. They There should be a tag team called Show Cast. I'm down with it. Um, we also have uh, <laughs> Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura. For for the WWE title, nonetheless. Yeah. Oh. I'm not making this up. I mean... I'm, I'll be honest. If you told me um, that this match would be happening for the WWE title and that Donald Trump would be president, I believe Donald Trump being president would have been more likely. This is mental. Surely Nakamura has to win, right? Right? Surely. I feel like, even though he has this unbelievable charisma, I feel like the match quality hasn't been there, but that's fine. It doesn't always have to be. I feel like if he wins here, he could quickly get resented and turned on. Mm. And now, now, not immediately, because Jinder sucks and nobody likes him. Um, I, I don't so know. I, I think I think Nakamura has the uh, the he was a wrestler from outside WWE goodwill. Um, oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Because even though his yeah. like mm. promos aren't good, because uh, he does get watted quite a bit sometimes in his promos. Um. And and the match, you know, I I I don't think the matches have been ad, as bad as people say. I I think the Cena match especially was very good. Um. I'm not sure how good the Jinder Mahal match is going to be. I can just imagine Jinder winning, <laughs> which is kind of... I don't know. It just feels like, number one, this match hasn't been very well built at all. And number two, again, I have this kind of this kind of fear that they're going to put Jinder Mahal over. Yeah. That... I, well, it's it's going to be... It's, it's, hard, it's hard to really... Envision, envision what this is going to be because I, I, I definitely think of um, of Nakamura as a guy who, who raises and lowers to his opponent mm. um, um, and Jinder I mean god I mean look he'll have he'll have but the thing is I was going to say he'll have the Singh brothers out there but like Nakamura is not the same kind of guy who will have who will have the time of his life throwing these wee lads around for fun mm-hmm. um, like that's not really that's not really Nakamura's aura you know what i mean it's like where's orton you you kind of you really believe him in that role um i don't know yeah this is i i think i I tell you what though i think this might have great heat um because because it's a crowd it's it's brooklyn and and they're they're gonna love nakamura and i don't know that they'll they won't hate jinder the character but they they'll want their cool guy from japan from new japan to mm. win versus this this weird decision the company made to push this guy that we don't like, you know, it's you what, that kind of atmosphere. In a way, I kind of don't hate their their strategy of, well, all our heels just get cheered over the faces. So let's just let's let's put someone who's kind of shite as our top heel because then people boo him, which they do in fairness. Yeah, mm, yeah, maybe a bit too far though. I mean. I mean, it's, um, finally, I, I prefer that to seeing Bray Wyatt in the same position. For example, I I will take Jinder Mahal over Bray Wyatt all day. Mm. Finally, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe versus Big Strongman for the Universal Championship. 
That should be a lot of fun. Um, and probably we'll go... Yeah. We'll be Brock Lesnar's first yeah. match over five minutes long in about two years. Yeah, well, he's got other lads in there, so he can have a lie down for ten minutes. <laughs> he can turn back yeah. to a normal colour. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, I think Brock may have, like, a uh, an underrated niche as a multi-person match wrestler. I mean, he had the great three-way um, with Seth and Cena. Yeah, yeah. I feel like his limitations are very are very well hidden in this kind of match. Mm. And um, I think they most. I think the other three guys as well have been built up so well. It, it, it is four badasses, yeah. and they're going to throw each other around. And there's going to be a, there's going to be a spot and it's going to get a gigantic pop where Braun Strowman just fucks Brock across the ring to from one from one corner to the other and it's going to get a huge pop and then there's also going to be a spot where Brock Lesnar clotheslines him and he doesn't quite sell it so Brock Lesnar shoot clotheslines him uh, in a call back to that Royal Rumble that they did I think Brock will, will give Strowman the F5 at some point as well which will get a huge reaction yeah who do you think is going to win though because they have, by the uh, way, the stipulation bro. that if Brock Lesnar doesn't win, that he leaves WWE. Yeah. I think he will. I, well, I think Brock's going to win. Mm? Yeah, I think it's a red herring. Because people know that there's this John Jones-Brock Lesnar UFC fight um, stirring. Do you think he'll put the title on the line against John Jones? <laughs> He'd like to. Um, no, but I don't know. I feel like... I feel like they're almost playing on on that. Um and they'll just have him win and maybe maybe lose the title on the, the next raw pay per view instead, something like that. I mean this is like the perfect opportunity to have him lose, admittedly, yeah, because but... you have it's kind of the culmination of this kind of big horse uh main event scene Raw's had lately. This kind of feels like the the, yeah. cli- the climax of that. Um But he's he's definitely contract through mania but the i suppose the interesting thing is like sometimes they do and sometimes they don't bother coming up with reasons why he's not on tv every week yeah. so i guess it does make sense and I, I feel like they should come up with reasons like i don't think it's, it's like it's like say, oh, it's like tna with oh, jeff hardy every time they go to the uk yeah he's suspended he's injured he's just, he's not. Oh, oh, what are the chances he got he got laid out by a heel again before we go to the, uh, the uk Oh no! Uh, yeah, I think I think WWE should make more of an effort to, to you know, I- injure him so he has someone to fight when he comes back, suspend him, you know, do something. And they haven't really bothered. So maybe maybe you know they're playing, as you say, they're playing off the fact that people know this John Jones stuff, and they're and they're going to come up with a reason why he's off TV until like, I don't I don't imagine he's doing Survivor Series. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't, but. Um, Take him off TV for a few months, and you have your little excuse. Well, then the, on the other hand, Rav had no champion basically since WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, if if Rock um, were not that, to that win, always, if Rock were not to win, which of the other three do you think should get the the nod? Roman Reigns, Samojo, or Braun Strowman? I don't know. I mean, just the Roman thing. Every Roman conversation has been had to death at this stage. I don't uh, think anyone. Really wants it, and I don't think it would really benefit him. Plus, I think you know, I think if they're going to go in the Shield direction, he doesn't need he doesn't need the belt. Mm. Um, I think I think Joe. Well, I was going to say only, not, I was going to say Braun. I think this is where you strap the rocket to Braun. 
Yeah. Assume off to the moon. Yeah, I was going to say it might be too soon, but then again, I don't know. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe, I mean, look, if you don't do it now, when exactly do you do it? I mean, he's red hot. You can have him You can have him beat Roman, and it's not like it hurts Roman in the grand scheme of things. And you can set up a rematch with Brock. You can set up matches with uh, Joe. Uh, Roman. Uh, Joe, you know, uh, Big Joe, because they're both big. Big um, You know, Big Cass, because he's also big. Um yeah, so I don't know. It, it's interesting, and that's always you know, it's it's rare that these situations happen in WWE these days. But yes, you know, four four way match and four believable winners. So um, yeah, I, I think this match will be Brock's best match in ages. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, this <clears throat> this preview has lasted so long that SummerSlam has actually started. Um, oh, good. <laughs> I think they're just kicking off the pre-show. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's how many matches they have to get through. Yeah, well, it's a tough job they got. Uh, funnily enough, I was just reading Braun Strowman's Wikipedia page, and I was going to uh, skim in it. And there's a bit here it says, um, he was widely regarded as one of the greatest slow-pitch softball players. Nicknamed the Crusher, he is still the USSSA all-time World Series leader in home runs, hits, and RBIs, and was inducted into the USSA Hall of Fame. Wow. And I couldn't believe it, and then I read the beginning of the sentence, and it said, Said, Scher's father Rick is widely regarded as one of them. And I was very disappointed because I was imagining uh, Braun Strowman as his champion softball player. Uh, <laughs> it's actually, it actually his dad. Oh, oh, that's it. Well, I was like, I was wondering why they. I was like, huh, did they did they not mention that because they don't want to spoil the, the original backstory that he's one of the Wyatts or what? What's going on? You know, and uh, also in, in 1994 he was inducted into the USSA. <laughs> Jeez, he was only 11. Guy. <laughs> He really was good. <laughs> he was already about six foot eight, though. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good old Braun. But yeah, I love Braun now. I feel like I would. I feel like we, along with everyone else, made fun of him back in the day. But uh, add that he, to the list of things. He's, he's quite wrong, good. And, uh, I don't think such a list exists. Anyway, this is the end of the Church podcast <laughs> for this week. Um, uh, so yeah, we'll be back talking SummerSlam next week. Also, any other news and developments? Also, next week. OTT preview, Paul. Oh yeah, we're both going to that. It's, it, it's that time again. Um, so we will uh, we'll be running that show down. Will Osprey, David Starr, the first ever cereal bowl match. Right? Mm-hmm. Have they announced the and, fifth uh, other bits that, of yeah. uh, No, no I've only seen four. Uh, and I wonder if they'll maybe save save that save that for the night. That's a surprise. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Or or you know, depending on how ticket sales go, you know, Twitter. With with an event bright link, um, so we'll see. But yeah, we'll talk about that show uh, next week. They put together a fun little card. Uh, I think we talked last week about how all, all the other wrestling events that are going on that weekend they they, they strapped for talent, and I think they put a, put on a very fun um, uh, a card there. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, we'll talk about that next week. SummerSlam rundown, uh, probably more Game of Thrones chat. Maybe the lads can can check in on on that. Uh, uh, new new Rick and Morty most likely to talk about. Um, Did you like the last the, one, the, by the way? Uh, I'm struggling to remember what it was. Although I, it was I, the I, Ga- I Guardians I, of the Galaxy parody one. Oh yes, yeah, oh yeah, this yeah, very good. Not the strongest, but another another solid one. Um, yeah, very funny. Um, uh, yeah, good season. Um, 
And yeah, we'll be back talking all that and more uh, next week. Send us some emails, as we mentioned, chairshoppodcast.com. Be quiet on the old email front lately, so do get in touch. Um, uh, Yeah, and we'll be back next week. So until then, folks, it's going to be goodbye from me, Barry Murphy. It's going to be goodbye from Mr. Joe Towner. See you later. And goodbye, Mr. Paul Griffin. Goodbye.